Welcome back to the couch, everyone. Today, we have part two of our NFL mega episode. We started off with Zwick's NFL power rankings heading into the season. We got some hot takes in there about where different teams should be. Then we go into our way too early end of season NFL award predictions with MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. And also a fun little bet from Butsy at the end that you're going to want to stay tuned for. Might throw some cheddar on. NFL season, only a few weeks away, guys. So we'll hopefully get one or two more episodes out before opening night on September 7th. And we'll be back soon. So enjoy. Welcome into the first edition of Zwick's NFL Tears. Zwick, we got your top 10 teams today and a couple honorable mentions. It'll be kind of like our last segment when I did my QB tiers. Zwick has his top 10 power rankings. Me and Butts are going to listen. Let Zwick go all the way through his list, and then we will respond with our agreements, disagreements, thoughts, questions, concerns. Zwick, the floor is yours. All right. Do we want to start at one or ten? Hmm. I say ten. ten. I like ten, yeah. Yeah, I like that too. All right. So at ten, I have the LA Chargers. Okay. At nine, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight, the New York Jets. Seven, Dallas Cowboys. Six, Baltimore Ravens. Five, San Francisco 49ers. Four, Buffalo Bills. Three, Cincinnati Bengals two Philadelphia Eagles and one the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. You got some honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions are the Vikings, Lions, and Dolphins. I tossed around the Chargers and Dolphins at 10, and I ultimately decided with the Chargers just because I think the Dolphins are a little injured right now. But I could definitely see them moving up for sure. Okay. About to you start. I don't really have a big issue with the rankings, in all honesty. Um, my biggest kind of like just personal disagreement, and I, you know, you look at a lot of power rankings and they and they have this team where they are. Uh the Bengals at three. I know that's a hometown pick for you, Zwick, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a you know, a homie, a home a hometown pick. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's a hometown pick from Zwick. <laughs> A lot of the power rankings, you know, <laughs> makers would agree with you though. So maybe it's not. But I, in my opinion, I think the Niners belong above the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that they have a much stronger head coach. I think the Bengals may have. I don't actually don't. I actually I don't even know what I was about to say because I think the Niners actually have more talent than the Bengals do. Um, I just think that they don't have a Joe Burrow. Uh, they have Brock Purdy, who is great for what he is, but he's not definitely no Joe Burrow. Um, but I mean, you want to talk about the weapons that the Niners have? I mean, it's like you scared you're scared of drafting any of these guys in fantasy because they have so many options and so many ways to beat you. Uh, compared to the Bengals, who kind of have a limited option, um, just not as extensive as the Niners. So, and I also love the Niners defense. I think the Niners defense is far superior to the Bengals. Um, so, in my opinion, I have the Niners at three. Uh, that's just kind of a nitpicky one. I know a lot of people have the Bengals at three, but personally, I think the Niners have better head coach. I think they have more weapons on offense, and I think they have better defense is my Cliff Notes version of what I just said. You can respond to that, Zwick. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't hate on it because it's all true. I mean, you can argue. I think the Bengals clearly have um, better receivers, but, I mean, they, 
49ers clearly have him trumped at running back. You know, McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell is probably the best duo in the league. Um, it just boils down to me is like you said, is that quarterback play is so important and you can't really go that at least I know Brock Purdy got hurt in the NFC championship last year. So it doesn't really count, but you need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That is a fact. And right now the Bengals have that and the 49ers don't. So defense clear 49ers clear. Obviously that pass rush is just, you know, outstanding. It's not even comparable. So I, I don't I don't hate it. You know, maybe I was a little biased, but I, I certainly can't argue that very much. I just think that the defense, actually, in all, in all honesty, if you want to even negate the offenses for what they are, well, they have better quarterback play, but the Niners have weapons just everywhere you look on the offensive side of the ball. It, it, might, it comes down to the defense. I, I just think their defense, and like you said, the pass rush is probably second to none in the NFL. Agreed. I, I actually – I agree with Butsy, but it's uh... – I'm not super passionate about it. I like both those teams a lot. I'm just a big Shanahan believer. I have some hot takes here, Zwick. Mm. I'm going to start with the Buffalo Bills, okay? I have them... Where do you have them? Four? Yes, four. I have them all the way down at seven, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. I think Josh Allen has real decision-making issues in the red zone, first of all. Second of all, I don't trust their run game. At all. I think Josh Allen is their only run game. And it works, but I think he could get hurt. I also think other than Diggs, I don't think there's a single person on that uh, offense that I can get excited about as a weapon. Uh, am I supposed to get excited about Gabe Davis? I don't... Uh, he's a... is he, He's barely a wide receiver, too, in the NFL. Like, uh, James Cook, maybe? Is, is he going to have a great season? I don't know. Am I supposed to get excited about a rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid? I don't think so. I... I also don't think McDermott is like a top tier head coach like like uh, Andy Reid, Sirianni, Shanahan, John Harbaugh. I think those guys are all ahead of him. Um, and I also I don't want this to come across as me saying like the Bills are going to suck because I do like they're over this year. I looked into this. There were seven teams last year that won 12 or more games. I still think the Bills can win 12 games. I don't think. I have the Chargers, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Chiefs ahead of them. Yeah, you want to hear my Chargers take next? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's our first TikTok, by the way. Let's that just is, put that out there. That's <laughs> immediately turning into a TikTok right that's after this podcast. Ends. Oh, my. Well, I mean, wow. no, but seriously, the, the weapons on offense, and you also have this dig stuff in the locker room that's probably going to cause some problems. Mm, I don't think it's actually as big of an issue as – it was it was it once was. I think the issue is kind of dissolved. I think Josh Allen has just kind of kind of beat like squashed it all by just saying like Diggs is my guy, period, like end of discussion. So I think that kind of has gone what has become water under the bridge. Uh what is your opinion on their defense, Jordan? Um, because they do have a lot of talent in the secondary. I know their front seven isn't unbelievable, but their secondary is pretty damn solid. Uh tough okay. division. I mean, what do you what do you think about this defense? You- this is a good point, and I actually looked into this a lot because I was I was trying to find ways to be like the Bills don't have that good of a defense. Everything I looked at, they have talent. Um, Von Miller is fifty years old, but he's pretty good, and he's coming back. Yes. Uh, they they were I think they were second points allowed last year. That was one of the things I looked at. I think the Bills are a great regular season team. If we're if we're ranking teams that I think are going to have the best chance to win the Super Bowl, I just don't think the Bills are built 
to go on a Super Bowl run and to get through the playoffs and to get through the AFC, especially. Uh, the last time we saw them on the field, they gave up 27 points to the Bengals, granted, who are a great offense. But still, like, if you have that good of a defense, are you going to give up 27 points? And and then your star quarterback, Josh Allen, scores 10 points. I think Brian Dayball, as their OC, was a huge loss wick. I don't think that's, like, really a debate. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, I... I think the Bills are going to win 12 or 13 games. I, I just don't – I don't see them going on a deep playoff run. It's yeah. Like, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I'm looking at their their depth chart on defense, and nothing really jumps out to me, honestly. I mean, the loss of Tremaine Edmonds is big. Um, I don't love their O-line, and I think that, honestly, they would be like a – fringe playoff team if Josh Allen wasn't there maybe not even a playoff team at all so I think that he he carries a little too much and that's not a bad thing really but it's not really sustainable throughout the whole season I mean we saw him get injured last year trying to do everything so I mean I obviously it's they're a really good team but I don't see them competing with the AFC contenders like Cincinnati and obviously Kansas City and maybe even Jacksonville. Okay. I have the Jags at 10. I think the Chargers and the Ravens are better, are just simply better. The only argument would be that Josh Allen is the best quarterback of those three teams. If you look at the weapons on those three teams, the the Chargers and the Ravens would have like six of the top seven, and Diggs would be the one for Buffalo. I just – I don't think – their roster stacks up to these other teams. Agreed. Um, Bussy, do you have anything to add? So, Zwick, did you – this is kind of transitioning. Did you have the Ravens on your list? Yeah, the Ravens are six. Okay, that's fair. I I like the Ravens. I don't know if they belong at six. Um, I – it's, it's difficult because I really do like Baltimore. I love their defense. Um, but I, I kind of like Dallas a little more than they than them. I do. I really, really do. And Jordan, this is don't like take this as like a haha. You know, I'm on Team Dak now because I'm not kind of Team Dak. Dak it's yet. like it's pretty close to Team Dak. I'm just kind of a team. Just, just like I just think Dallas has a lot of fucking talent all over the field. They, they might have the best defense in the league. They might Probably have the best do. defense in the league. I think it stacks. They stack up really well with against Baltimore. Just kind of if you want to look at it, you know, side by side comparison of the two. Um, I guess one of the biggest difference makers on offense is uh Lamar, but they all but like the Cowboys also have Brandon Cooks, CD Lamb, uh Tony Pollard, who's gonna emerge as probably one of the best running backs in the NFL this year. I mean, we saw what he did as number two back for a while, obviously took over the number one back role last year. Uh I think this offense is legit and they probably have the second best defense in the NFL behind the Niners. So I'm just a little bit more of a Cowboys believer from an overall team perspective rather than the uh, Ravens, but I do like Lamar a lot. If Lamar can stay healthy, this team could absolutely go places. And if OBJ doesn't get hurt and doesn't, you know, look like he's his age, which is what, 32, uh, however old he is. I mean, uh, he's had multiple big-time injuries that are tough to come back from, but if he can stay healthy, if this team can stay healthy, if this Ravens offense can stay healthy, backfield, wide receivers, Lamar, they can make some noise, but that's a huge if that I'm not willing to bank on. Yeah, I feel like every year it's kind of like there's like the team, like like the Chargers and the Ravens. 
are two teams that are probably, you know, top five most talented, but are easily always the most injured teams for God knows why. I mean, I don't couldn't remember the last time the Chargers stayed healthy or the Ravens, you know, especially Lamar the past couple of seasons. So I think the Ravens could I'm honest, like as a Bengals fan, I'm I, I'm scared of them this year because I think they they finally upgraded their receivers. You know, Odell, whatever he is, you know, a shell of him for his former self. But if he can stay healthy, he could, you know, still be that guy. Zay Flowers, I'm really impressed with. Um, their secondary is banged up right now. I know Marlon Humphrey is probably going to miss a couple games to start the season, and they have to start Rocky Sin, who is terrible. So. I don't love their secondary, but I think that their defensive line can make up for it. I have the Ravens at five, and yeah. I I think Lamar is healthy. He's happy with his new contract. He wants to be there, so there's no more of that hanging over their heads. I think for the first time in his career, he finally has real weapons. Whatever you want to say about Odell, he's better than the weapons they had last year. Zay Flowers, we hope, is going to be a guy. Mark Andrews is probably the second best tight end in the league. Hopefully Dobbins can stay healthy because if he stays healthy, he's a fucking phenomenal player. And then that defense is great. Uh, Zwick, I, who are their linebackers? Patrick Queen, I know, is really good. And then they signed who? They have Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Huge and, impact. Yeah. The, who are probably two of the best players in the league behind, you know, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner in San Francisco. Yeah. So it's probably top five unit for sure. Right. So they have great linebackers. Uh, they should have a good secondary. Marlon Humphrey, I read his injury isn't long-term. I think the Ravens absolutely explode on offense this year. Harbaugh's also, like I said, a, a top tier coach. He he can get right up there with anyone when you look at, um, you know, coaching. So their defense is always good because of Harbaugh. And I think they finally have the weapons. I agree with you. The health concerns make sense. That's fine. Um, but yeah, if they stay healthy, I, I think they're clearly above the bills to me. You forgot uh, a name on the Ravens defense that Who's I just that? actually, I completely forgot too until I looked it up. Uh, this guy named Jadavion Clowney. Don't know if you've heard of him, uh, but they did just add him. They they just they just acquired him in this offseason. Um, he's still really fucking good. Zwick, Zwick sneered at that. Do you disagree that he's really good? Yeah, uh, I mean, there was a reason he was a free agent in August. So I'm definitely not too worried about Jadavion Clowney, but can't hurt though, once, right? He was once very good. So if he can show flashes of that, he has probably the he owns probably the greatest college football clip. Oh, the greatest the sequence when they <laughs> they put the, the 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 chains out and they were short. And then mm-hmm. the next play he fucking pops the linebacker and picks up the or picks the pops the running back and picks up the ball. It's one of the greatest clips. I'm sure everyone was listening easily. Yeah. Uh all right. Do you guys want to hear my Chargers take? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know how ready I am for this. I'm going to hate this. Butsy, you're a Chargers guy. You were with me on this, like, after hate, the season ended. I hate Staley okay. so all right, much. All right, fine. All right. Like, if you can somehow convince me on Staley, <laughs> no, I'm not I'll, even put money on this, you. I'll put money on this team to win the Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> I just hate him so much. I'm not going to convince you on Staley. I am going to convince you that Joe Lombardi was holding back Herbert and the offense, and they bring in Kellen Moore. They're going to chuck the ball around. Herbert is going to be unleashed this year uh, by Kellen Moore. Their defense is also stacked. Zwick mentioned the injuries. Joey Bosa played five games last year. Keenan Allen was hurt for five games, I think, as well. Herbert had a weird, like, 
shoulder injury at the end. Um, I think he had a weird injury in the beginning of the season two against the Chiefs. Listen to this defense. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, pretty good. Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. in the back. Swick, what is not to like? I I understand we don't like their head coach. They just brought in one of the best play callers in the entire league, and I don't know how you can screw up that defense. Like, unless they get hurt, which, yes, they have. But like, which is what will happen because it happens what? every year. Khalil Mack is also like, you want to talk about a guy that's kind of old and not that good. Is No, Khalil Mack is old. And if he's your second best pass rusher, you're a fucking good pass rush. That's that's a ridiculous Joey Bosa and Khalil it's... Mack. Um, I, I don't think we can just sit back and be like, yeah, they're going to get hurt. Like are, they're just a cursed franchise. They just get hurt. Is that how this I... works? I, I I realize how stupid it sounds, but it seems like every year I fall for this Chargers hype. And every year they just are all on like last year is Joey Bosa, JC Jackson, Rashawn Slater. I know Herbert was banged up. Keenan Allen was banged up. Mike Williams got banged up right before the playoffs. And whose fault was that? Brandon Staley's, I would say. So I just I, I want to believe in them, but they've given me no reason to believe in them. Okay, so can we believe in extremely talented? But I need to see it. Can we believe in Kellen Moore? Can we all agree yes. that Kellen Moore yeah. that this offense is going to fucking go crazy with Kellen Moore? And oh, also they they drafted a rookie receiver. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I, got I don't know if you like if you like him or not, Zwick, but he's supposed to be really good. Austin Eckler, that they their weapons stack up with basically anyone across the league, other than maybe the Niners. Um, I, I just. I don't see how you could have the Bills over this team when you look at them on paper. I, I just I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean that's that's very fair. I I think Herbert is gonna throw like 45 times a game this year. And yep. I, I'm saying he probably hits five thousand yards this year and thirty-five touchdowns, maybe or some some crazy season like that. So uh, there's just something about them that like mentally holds me back from wanting to pick them. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're the Chargers or Brandon Steele yeah. because he's a moron, but okay. just something about him. I would love to be proved wrong because I love Justin Herbert and the weapons that he has. And I think Quentin Johnston is going to be a really good player. And I love Derwin James and that defense on paper, but they have not been able to stop the run the past two years and they have not been able to put it together. So I would love to be proved wrong, but right now I'm not moved. So it's like this in every sport. There are just some teams that (laughs) have this absolute stench. Sixers. On them. They just have an absolute stench. Like you put them on paper and you say, how is this team not fucking competing for championships every year? How is this team not here every year? What the fuck happens? Something always goes wrong. Every single year. It's not something. There's one thing that goes wrong. It's bad luck. That's what it is. Well, be what it is. It goes wrong every year. It happens every year. So, like, that's, like, it's just, it's a stench that just reeks on this team. And it's really (laughs) different. Like, on paper, sure. Like, they stack up every year with some of the best teams in the NFL. But for some reason, they get hurt every single year i don't know if they have the worst trainers and and pt people no, they don't. that's that's what i'm saying it's fucking bad luck it it can't happen forever i you know what i really hope you're like i hope you're right because i, I want to be right like you said i got to like, be right I'm, I'm going to be right I'm a, no 
we're gonna come back. I'm gonna make this a TikTok. We're gonna come back to this, and we're gonna be like, "Fuck, Jordan was right." This <laughs> this TikTok, you're gonna see this like after the Chargers are in the AFC Championship, and this is gonna pop up on your for you page. I'm a Chargers in, guy. In August, like, I always I I have been a Chargers fan. Like I, they're so exciting. They're they're always such an exciting team. But I always just kind of get like, oh, like oh man, they 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 fucked it up again, or they got hurt again, or they got whatever it was. You know, Staley went for a fucking fourth and eight on the twenty yard line when, <laughs> when they were down two instead of kicking a field goal. Like it's and always, it's always some shit like that that just team. drives me like, but like bonkers. So I really hope that stench gets removed and this team finally, you know, steps into a new era of of winning football. All right, fine, we can uh, we can move on from this. I'm gonna be right about that though. You guys are gonna regret. I want you to like. Thing. We want you to be. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm, hang on. I'm I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> I don't think we have any more big disagreements. Where'd you have uh the Jets Swick? I believe I had them I have them at eight, just below the Cowboys and just above the Jags. Okay. So you're a I Cowboys hater, huh? Some people really like think the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. I think I think the Cowboys, like Connor was just saying, I think they got a little stench too. I think that mm. something they have a- Stinky stench, dude. They have an America's team stench. They have America's stench. And it's like Dak was not himself last year. And who knows? Maybe he turns it around. But (laughs) I know Cowboys fans say it every year. But if there was a year, it could definitely be this (laughs) year because they added some really fucking good players to their team. Brandon Cooks, I think, is going to be a really good player on this offense. Obviously, we know how good Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs are, and they just added former depoy Stephon Gilmore. You know, we're gonna see how much he has left in the tank, but I still think he has a good amount. And I just, I, I, I don't like that Kellen Moore left because I think Mike McCarthy more in charge is bad Definitely because I don't bad. think he's very smart. But I think that they could be really good. I think I seven. I have him. I think that's a good spot. I could. I could convince myself to switch them and the Ravens, but I think well, the let's, Cow- let's do a little bit on the Jets though, because I would I would not have the Jets over the Cowboys. What's what's that argument? Well, I have the I have the Cowboys at seven and Jets at eight. Oh, okay, okay, never mind then. But uh, the Jets could be very good team this year. They have they that's a team that just has a tremendous amount of upside. Um, and and they're the thing is too with this team they have a really proven defense, but when you're coming together and and, and reconstructing an offense over the course of one off season, like I said this kind of when Rogers joined, I think there's going to be some some bumps early. Like I don't think that this team will be, you know, on the money and 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 fully on the same page until about like week four, four or five. Yeah, like well- I think by the time that comes around, I think that team will hit their full stride and and potentially you know reach their full potential i mean the uh the o-line issues are real and if you look at the jets first six games uh i'm actually gonna pull it up because they play some of the best pass rushers in the league in the first couple weeks here we go uh give me one sec all right bills jets pretty good defense cowboys Patriots, Chiefs have Chris Jones, Broncos, maybe not an amazing pass rush, Eagles. Those are their first six games. I, I Like, this could go bad fast. 
Yeah, I'm. I think Micah Parsons is going to do disgusting things to the Jets' line. I'm already scared for Aaron Rodgers because, you know, they have I think like 45 year old Jason Peters talking about maybe coming out of retirement to play, and if Michael Parsons lines up on Jason Peters, it's going to be scary. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be nightmarish. I'm worried about, I know there was a little Bakhtiari trade talk with the Jets and Packers. I don't really see that being that realistic and happening, but I'm worried about their O-line. I think that's easily their biggest weakness. I mean, I mean, you have to protect Aaron Rodgers. He needs time and, if they can't get that to him, then there's going to be bumps early. I think Connor's right. I mean, I don't love their O line at all. So, um, what like can we talk about Rogers for a sec? Just trying to recruit basically like the core <laughs> Packers team just to the Jets. I mean, he tagged uh Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, whatever how you ever say his name. He tagged him on his ass on on Rogers' ass on like his own IG story post, and then like talked about like you know the you know my favorite seventeens or something like that. And like put Devontae at like tag Devontae Adams in the post as well. If they can get Devontae and Bakhtiari on that team, just somehow, some way, like if the Jets, I don't know, just want to blow it up for their future and just like go all in for one year, that could be really exciting. Um, but it's it's funny. And Randall Cobb is, by the way, just kind of like a Rogers like staple. Like he just, just Rogers fuck, doesn't, just always there, yeah. Rogers doesn't go anywhere without Randall Cobb. <laughs> it's like a except Dallas series. for like except Dallas for like a year. But it's yeah. I just because Randall Cobb used to be so fucking good, but it's so funny how Rogers just is like wherever he goes, he's like, yeah, you can sign him for like fifty thousand dollars because he's pretty bad. But I just <laughs> well, he also took he took the pay cut so they could get some guys, yeah, and those guys crazy. did end up being all pa- former Packers and yeah, teammates. Pretty funny. So, I don't I mean, think the Jets are done, though. I-, I think there's more. They will do... They will make some kind of move. The the, the old move. line is in absolute shambles, and they can't hide it with Hard Knocks, so... It's really bad with Hard Knocks. Yeah, it, and they all talk about it. Like, there, there's no positive vibes coming from the O-line, so... Uh, and and those first six games I just listed, like they could they could start the season fucking two and four, and then we think they're gonna make a deep playoff run. Like I just don't know. It, it, the the O line stuff has really started to scare me. Um, and Makai Becton doesn't seem fully healthy. Like we don't even know if he's gonna be a hundred percent for week one. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm losing a little hope in the Jets. These we have coach of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, and offensive rookie of the year. Is that what we said? Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Zwick, we're gonna start with coach of the year. Give us your coach of the year. And then Zwick and I also have some dark horses. My coach of the year is Doug Peterson. I am all in on this Jags team, you know, adding Calvin Ridley and that defense has taken a big step and Trevor Lawrence is ready to take a big step. So I think that he could have a monster season and Doug Peterson, I don't think he's always gotten the credit for what he's done. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I know it was only from week 17 and on, but he's done a lot of special things in his career. And I think he's going to have a really big year in Jacksonville. Called the uh, Philly special. That's a special thing. Very. 
Uh, Zwick and I did not talk about this beforehand. Doug Peterson's also my coach of the year. I, I think I don't need to be a parrot, but he's an amazing play caller. I, I think when you see what happened with Trevor Lawrence's rookie year with Urban Meyer, and then you go and look at what happened with Doug Peterson his second year, and now it's time for the huge leap in the third year, I, I think we're going to see it. I think the Jags have a huge year offensively, and they get to, you know, what do you need to win coach of the year? 11 wins. I think they can get there. So yeah, I like Peterson. Okay. I guess I'll be the, the odd bird out, the odd man out. I got a, I got an interesting one for you guys. I want you guys to stick with me here. I got Matt Eberflus. Oh, wow. Of the Chicago. I'm going to stick with you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm here. Let's hear it. You want to talk about a quarterback that's ready to make a jump. Okay. And you want to talk about what this team did. They had the number one draft pick, right? They got the number one draft pick on the last play of the NFL season last year, one of the last uh, moments of the NFL season last year. Um, And what they did with that pick to go out and get DJ Moore, they went out and they got Chase Claypool as well. And Justin Fields was literally, he looked like Michael Vick in his prime, the way he was running the football at the quarterback position last year. You want to talk about a guy that's ready to make a passing jump under a great head coach? I, I think it's Justin Fields, and I think Matt Eberflus would be the guy to get him there. Um, I, I like this defense. I think this defense is going to be good. I think this team is going to be sneaky, really competitive this year. I know they're not in the best division in the uh, NFC North, but like you want to talk about a team that's going to go out and compete with the Vikings to win the division and 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 probably finally beat the Packers. Um, I, I think this team could actually make some decent decent amount of noise, and I think it's going to be because of Eberflus and the progression that he will make with Justin Fields as a passer. Obviously his run game is proven and it's unbelievable, but I think he's going to be the reason that Justin Fields, and I've said this many times on this podcast before big bears fan this year, that he'll be the reason that Justin Fields will make the progression and the leap as uh, a passer and become a really like household name uh, at the quarterback position, in the NFL. I'm totally in with you on fields. I can't be in with you. On the Bears, though, they, they're I, th- I just think they're clearly the third best team in that division. The the Lions have far more weapons. Um, just they're just a better team to me. Like I, even if Fields makes a jump, how good do we think he's going to be? Is he going to be fucking Lamar Jackson this year? Like, I just what? I don't know. Not this year. Probably not this year. But like, what's wrong with being a step below Lamar Jackson? Also, I don't trust Detroit's defense in the slightest. Like I, I think Fields will be able to light up Detroit's defense. Do we trust the Bears' defense? Like I don't. Zwick, go ahead. You can fair, educate yeah, us on fair, that. It's a fair point. I, th- I think there's a lot of holes. I really, I like it, and I see the vision, but I think they're still a year away. I just think they have too many holes, and I know they'll have a lot of money to spend next year in free agency. And I know they have a lot of draft picks, so I think they're a year away. But I like the take, honestly. I. When I was thinking of my coach of the year, I didn't even consider Matt Eberflus. Me either. I didn't. I, 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 I don't <laughs> honestly hate it just because I think they have so much room to grow and they improved so much because I think they had, what, three wins last year? So yeah. I think if they can get to like 10, that's I know that's a lot for them, but maybe 10, then I then I could see it. I mean, yeah. If you, this team makes the playoffs, I think Eberflus is coach of the year. I'm. I, that's... My yeah, if they make the that. wild card, if they make wild card weekend, which would be a, uh, you know, like we said, and there's a lot of holes in this team, but that'd be, and that'd be a big ask. Um, 
But if this team could somehow piece together a wild card spot and be the second best team in this division, which I think they can, I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think they're capable of it. Then Iberflus could probably win coach of the year. I, I think there's two ways to look at that though. Cause if they win nine games and sneak into the playoffs because the NFC is weak, I don't think you go, Oh my God, that, that was the best coaching job of the year. And, and then you, you look out AFC and someone like, the Ravens or the Jags or the Chargers are at 12 wins and much better than they were last year. I think it goes to one of those guys. So I think the bears would have to get to at least 10 wins. And then I, I, I don't know, like even, I, even then, I don't know if Iberflus wins coach of the year. Um, I, I just don't think that they're beating the lions and the Vikings. Maybe they come in second. I, I can't see them. So winning the NFC North, let me thought experiment expanding off of what you said. They make the wild card. Okay. Yeah, with nine wins though, like it probably if they have nine wins, you are not winning coach of the year. I just I don't think that happens. Okay, even okay, fair, 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 fair. Ten wins, does he win coach of the year? I doubt it. Like, look, it would have to depend on all of the other teams, but you would think there would be some coaching job out there that was like, holy shit, the Giants just won ten games or eleven games. Like Brian Dayball was the sole reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I get your point. I get your point. I just don't see it. I mean, I would love for it to happen because I like the Bears and I am a Bears believer and I'm definitely a Justin Fields believer. But they'd have to make a crazy jump that I just don't think they have in their arsenal just yet. Yeah, three wins to ten wins would be absurd. So if that happens, yeah, maybe. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. All right. That 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 was a good uh, take, though, Butsy. I like that fire and passion out of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let's go. Where should we go? Let's go to. Let's go offensive rookie. Uh, let's go. I misspoke. We don't even have offensive rookie. Oh, let's wait, do. Can I? Can I say yeah, my ahead, dark horse coach just real yes. quick? Oh yeah, my you're dark right. horse coach is Sean Payton because I yeah. think that if anyone's gonna fix Russ and fix that offense, it's Sean Payton. And I think that if they they are a team that I think could go from five wins to 11 or 12 this year. I don't really see it happening, but I think they're capable. And if anyone's going to do it, it's Sean Payton. So I don't mind that take because I see the vision, but I just don't think Russ is good enough to get to 12 wins or whatever. My dark horse was actually Mike Tomlin. Interesting one. I know if Kenny Pickett makes a jump this year, they have they have good receivers with Pickens, Deontay Johnson. They actually signed the ghost of Allen Robinson, so they have like a skeleton receiver in the slot. Just... <laughs> uh, they have a good defense, as always. Like Tomlin, I think is a one of those top tier coaches. And yeah, I mean, they could surprise people get to 10, 11 wins, win their division. I mean, it's not out of the question. So uh Tomlin was mine. All right, let's go to um offensive player of the year. Jefferson won it last year. I have Jefferson again. I think he's just far and away the best receiver in the league. And that offense, they got Jordan Addison. They also have TJ Hawkinson. So they're going to be super good. Um, The ball is going to get spread around, but not like spread around enough to where it's going to take away from Jefferson. He's going to be a a target hog. And I think those other guys actually complement him perfectly. So I have Jefferson going again. Jamar Chase is probably a really trendy pick. What, What do you got, Zwick? I have Tyree Kill because I think Justin Jefferson is probably the betting favorite to win, and he probably should be because of what Chase he is did. actually. Chase is one, Jefferson's two. 
Well, I don't hate that, but I think that there's just – I just don't see him topping what he did last year. I mean, he had 1,800 yards last year, and I just don't see him doing that again. Obviously, is he talented enough to do it again and maybe even get more? Absolutely, but I just don't see it sustainable when they added, you know, a Jordan Addison, and now they'll have TJ Hawkinson for a full year. So, I, you know, Justin Jefferson, he's – one of the best, if not the best. So, but I like Tyree Hill this year. I think that he's in for a big season. I think that if we can finally get a fully healthy Tua, he's going to go, he's going to have a very, very good year, very productive. And I think if anyone is going to get 2,000 yards, it will be Tyree Hill this year. See, because... how, how are we going to go? The Chargers always get hurt. But then if we get a fully healthy Tua, then Tyreek's going to be awesome. Like, I, what are we doing? I, I love Tyreek, <laughs> but like, Tua is probably the scariest quarterback to have in terms of injury prone. That's fair, but the Chargers defense is always on IR. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Butsy, what do you got? I have Jamar Chase. Basically, okay. it's my argument. It's not really an argument for Jamar Chase as much as it is like a kind of basically backpacking off what Zwick said where there's a lot, going to be a lot more distribution in Minnesota than I think there was last year. Um, I think they're going to have a much more confident run game. I think they're going to run the ball a lot more. I think Addison's going to have a huge year. I'm, I'm, I was really high on him. Basically, he was an incredible number two back. Sometimes you'd put him out there and you wonder if that was Dalvin Cook or Addison, the way they would – he would. Or, sorry. sorry about Madison? I'm talking yeah, about Madison. Madison, not Addison. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Big Madison fan. The way, like, like I mean, it was almost like seeing double out there, whether it was Dalvin Cook – or Madison, the way that they were running the football, they also had both had the dreads and wore low numbers. So it was kind of like not <laughs> completely, uh, you know, a, a, an insane take. But I think there's going to be a lot more ball distribution. I think TJ Hawkinson is unbelievable. I think he'll get a lot more targets. Uh, and Jamar Chase just always kind of seems to get open. There's a reason he's going number two in in like fantasy drafts right now. Um, and even kind of number yeah, – I've seen him actually go one in a few drafts. Wait, who uh, usually goes number one? I just throwing it out there. Jefferson. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, 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 that's right. Oh, oh, Jefferson. Oh, my bad. My bad. Um, I just think that it's going to be a huge year for Jamar Chase. Uh, I, I love him. He always just seems to be open. And I think there's going to be a lot of distribution in the, um, in the Vikings offense. I also think for the Bengals losing the number two back in Samaj P Ryan, I think that's going to hurt him. I don't think they're going to run the ball as much as they did last year where they kind of had so Samaj P Ryan had some unbelievable games last year. Uh, for for the Bengals, he was he was really fucking good. Uh, when Joe Mixon really was either hurt or, or didn't have a great game, so I I'm a big fan of uh this Bengals offense in terms of throwing the football. I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot this year, and I think it's gonna be Jamar Chase. I know they have T Higgins as well, um, who is an, also a great wide receiver, but I just think Jamar Chase is is the guy, and I think he's gonna get a boatload of targets this year. Um, I think we're kind of looking at a similar case where it was like Jefferson last year. I think it's gonna be Chase this year. When it comes yeah. to like that standout number one, uh, there's a reason he's the betting favorite, and that's why I'm taking him. Uh, no arguments there. I think Chase is a fucking monster. It's it's weird having another monster there in Higgins, but yeah, I mean, there Chase is so he's just so talented and so good. All um, right, I need fun, I need real quick up, fun fact. Um, kind of on Butsy's take, Jamar Chase had more targets last year in four less games than he did his rookie year, so. They're gonna throw him the ball a lot. Yeah, they're just it's they're an understatement. Okay, uh, 
Yeah, no, there's a reason he's the betting favorite. Boom. All right, I need I need the floor for a second for my dark horse. Let oh, you have no. it. Well, let you have it. Okay. My dark horse is Saquon Barkley, which doesn't sound that crazy. He is 33rd in offensive player of the year odds. 33rd. He's plus 5,000, the same odds as DeAndre Hopkins, who's in a run-heavy offense now with <laughs> Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. I was like, am I missing something? Did Saquon, like, turn an ankle? He's going to get a ton of volume. He, in the day ball offense last year, had one of his best years of his career. He clearly has the burst back off of his injury. Doesn't seem to be bothering him anymore. He's going to catch the ball a ton. He's still a great runner. Dayball's a great coach. Let me list some guys that he's behind in, in the odds. Derrick Henry, 30 years old. Henry's great, but like Saquon should be above him in the odds. Okay, Debo Samuel, also a beast. But that offense has so many mouths to feed. Like Saquon is the Giants offense, so I don't understand that. This one is, okay, this next one's crazy. Brees Hall is ahead of Saquon in the odds to win Offensive Player of the Year. Coming off a fucking ACL tear. Dalvin Cook just signed with the Jets. It's going to be a split backfield. Brees might not even play full time for the for the first couple games. Jonathan Taylor is ahead of Saquon, and he might not even play a game. He might sit out the whole year. Thank you. That's that's all. I just uh, Saquon's my pick, and he's 33rd in odds, so he's a dark I mean, player. you want to talk about value. I mean, I don't know if there's a better pick than that. Yeah, we might we might have to. I don't know. Sprinkle, I, I like sprinkle, that. sprinkle. Yeah, that might be a sprinkle. My dark horse is first off. I like that Jordan. I didn't realize he was thirty third. That is insane. My dark horse, dark horse is Chris Olave. I think that Chris Olave is in for a big, big season. We know Michael Thomas will be on IR by like week four. Okay, um, Kamara is missing the first three games, and I think you know. Jameis Winston to Derek Carr is very lateral move, but I would say it's a slight upgrade. And I think he's in for a big year. I know it's kind of a common theme to pick second year receivers as a dark, as a breakout candidate, but we saw how good he was last year and he's only getting better. So yeah, I you, like, you like Derek Carr with him. I do. I do. Um, it's definitely better than Jameis and Andy Dalton. Yeah. So, Andy Dalton yeah, probably wasn't doing him. That any was, favorites. so that was actually going to be my question. You Zwick. Who do you think, Olave, it's actually a two a, a two part question. Who do you think Olave would be better with, Derek Carr or Jameis Winston? And do you think that we'll see a QB switch throughout the season? Like, does does Jameis Winston ever step in for Derek Carr if Derek Carr sucks? I doubt it. I I I think the Saints know what they have in Jameis, and unless Derek Carr is like absolutely terrible, maybe, but I really doubt it. I. I don't see Jameis having that ceiling at all anymore. And I think he's he's a great backup. And he's obviously, you know, so fun to watch because, you know, he is Jameis Winston. But I don't really see him doing much more in his career. Fair enough. Yeah, quick on Olave. He is plus 6,000 to win Offensive Player of the Year. So very deep uh Dark horse on DraftKings. Butsy, I like it. I got, I got no argument. Oh, you, you got no, uh, you got no dark horse. I forgot. I, I forgot we were doing dark horses. My bad, okay. guys. Uh, let's go to. What should we go to, Butsy? You pick. D 
Let's go rookie of the year or MVP. Let's go Depoy. All right. I have Can Michael I Parsons. Sorry. Oh man. No, no. <laughs> I so I have I, Michael Parsons. I think I also have Michael Parsons. <laughs> okay, that works. So you can I, you can take my you can just speak for both of us. I just I'll go quick. I just think they're going to be the best defense in the league, and I think he's going to be a big reason why. And if you're the best player on the best defense in the league, I think defensive player of the year is just locked up. So go ahead. Yeah. So the only argument I would have against like us and and ourselves there is if you think the Niners are going to be the best defense in the NFL, which they easily could be, then it would probably be the Nick Bosa, who's the best player on that defense. But he's a little injury prone as well. Um, so I think if he – I don't think Mike Parsons will miss any time ever. He just seems to be a fucking machine and, and an absolute beast. But if Nick Bosa can miss, like misses three or four games um, and then also, you know, they're, they're the best defense in the NFL, but Micah Parsons spearheads the, you know, a close second de- best defense in the NFL, uh, I, I think it would be Parsons. Um, I want to see Zwickspin because there was a guy I had my eye on who I was – I was actually – I was actually wasn't between Nick Bosa. I was between – uh, another guy and Mike Parsons. So I want to see if you pick this guy's with. All right. So I love the Parsons pick. I mean, I think that's, you know, obviously he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he actually made a full switch to D end instead of outside linebacker. So he's going to be rushing even more, which means more sacks, more pressures, more first force fumbles. But my pick is Max Crosby. Okay, I like it. I think Max Crosby is going to have a giant season. I really like what the Raiders did with their D-line this season, adding Tyree Wilson in the draft. And um, I know that Chandler Jones is kind of getting up there in age, but I still think he's a really good player. And I think that having those two players can create more one-on-one situations for Max Crosby where he can't get doubled as much. And I think he's just going to wreak havoc. Um, He's been, you know, kind of underrated, I think, just kind of a tier below – the Micah Parsons and TJ Watts of the world and Miles Garrett. But I think he's ready to be up there with those guys because he has been phenomenal these past few years and, you know, is just a force to be reckoned with. I, I, I like that pick. And I think the, the reason that he's considered just a tier below those guys is because their team hasn't always been very successful. And when you look at any kind of MVP voting in any sport, it's really like what team is, is performing really well. Um, and it's always kind of the best player on that team. What you know, in really any sport, that's just kind of the way it's been for a, a long time. So I don't really hate that pick. The guy that I was between was TJ Watt out in uh out in Pittsburgh. He missed some time last year, but I think he still led like the NFL in sacks or like tied the sack record, even though he missed like three or four games late. Um, he's an absolute fucking monster. Like Tomlin has him on a like just just amped up 24-7. Uh, if he can stay healthy and put together a full season, I know he probably won't have the same season he did last year because that was absolutely exceptional. Um, I think he could absolutely, you know, he's he's I think third or fourth in the betting odds right now for Depoy. He belongs up there for sure. But you want to talk about a team where it's just kind of like they the team has to succeed for them to kind of get really mentioned in that conversation. If the Steelers can somehow put together a good season and like make a wild card, and it's kind of really be, would be because of their defense and TJ Watt is at the front of that. Then you're kind of taught, then you, you have a real argument for him being depoy. So I was between him or Micah Parsons personally. Um, Just real quick. I think you're thinking of two seasons ago where he had 22 and a half sacks. Cause he missed 
uh, too many games last year, I think. How many games did he miss uh, last year? I forget. He missed some late, but despite missing games late, he still he, put together a really good season. I think he played 10 games last year. The year before, he had 22 and a half sacks in 15 games. So That's what I was That's what, that's I was what thinking you're about. thinking of. Yep, my bad. But yeah, nevertheless, love- he's a fucking beast. No, you're you're right. TJ Watt's fucking filthy. Bosa's filthy. Garrett's filthy. Like all, all these elite pass rushers could win it. I'm gonna go with my dark horse. Kind of a deep dark horse here. I think. I don't think this guy's on a lot of people's radars. I like Chase Young, dude. He hmm. he's coming off an injury. Second overall pick in 2020. Uh, reports say he's healthy. Should be back to 100. percent He hasn't really exploded in the NFL yet, but he was drafted to he has all the physical tools to it's a contract year for him which i think helps and he's also on a good defense and i just think he's a freaky athlete it's like what what are you a chase young guy yeah i that kind of caught me off guard i don't i kind of forgot about him honestly i mean yeah. we haven't heard much from him but yeah he was had a lot of hype around him coming out of ohio state obviously you know picked second overall and it feels like that was forever ago but he could definitely you know, be an impact player this year. I know Washington has an insane D-line. I mean, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are phenomenal players, and I think Chase Young rushing alongside of them could be very scary. So I don't hate that pick. I mean, he if if ever if he's ever going to break out, it's now, because we haven't seen it yet. So especially in a contract year, he needs to earn his money and earn that next contract. So I like that pick. You got a dark horse? Yeah, my dark horse honestly isn't too much of a dark horse. Um, Pat Sertain, you know, he had a breakout year last year, and I'm looking for him to build on that and kind of really cement himself in those top top three, two, three corners. Uh, you know, him and Sauce Gardner, I think, are up there. And I think, you know, he could be really good. I The Broncos upgraded their defensive line this um, offseason, getting Zach Allen and Frank Clark. And I know those aren't, you know, big name players, but they could definitely help, you know, help help up front, which helps in the back end, which could really help Sertan have a really big season. So Sertan is 13th in depoy odds on DraftKings right now, which I, I would say classifies him as a dark horse. I, I think Pat Sertan is one of the best corners in the NFL. I just think it's it's tough to give it to a corner. Yeah, uh, you got to do I, something crazy as a corner. Right. I mean, we remember Gilmore's year when he won, when he was on the Patriots, and he was like, you could not throw the ball his way, ever. Like, I think he gave up, like, one or two touchdowns all year, and that was it. Like, he was literally the most shutdown corner in the NFL, and it wasn't really close. Chase Young is one of those guys where that fall, he falls under the category again of, like, are the commanders going to win more than six games? Yeah, but does that matter for Depoy? Like, does it? I think I, I don't know. I think it might. Definitely doesn't hurt to win more games. No, it, it no, helps. But he's also a dark horse. So like, and yes, I think they're going to win more than six games. So say they win eight or nine, then I think he could do it. I, I, I don't. It's, it's a dark horse. He's also a fucking animal of a human being. He's a fucking beast. So I, I do, I do love him as, as, as a defensive player, as a D lineman. Uh, I just don't. I, I don't know if he. I, I just don't know if he'll be up there in the conversation. Like when you look at. If it, I just think it's difficult when you have the Cowboys and the Niners who are pushing to like win titles and they're yeah. up there in the NFC standings. And then you have like Mike Parsons and Bosa at like the, the front end of those two defenses who have led and had probably hopefully have great seasons. 
And you look at the commanders who win like seven, eight games at most, probably. I mean, they have Sam Hallett QB, so it's going to be tough for them to win games. I think the defense is going to be on the field a lot for them. Yeah, they are. Um, and then like more it's chances just, for sacks. And more chances for sacks, but it's just <laughs> difficult to put them in the conversation after like if you if yeah. you if they're at the top of the, the the conference. Yeah, I'm with you. Dark horses, you know. They they have their flaws. Uh MVP or rookie of the year, Butsy. Oh, rookie of the year. We're, we're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna finish with MVP. Should we all say it at once? It's Bijan. <laughs> it's Bijan. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. we, Zwick, Zwick, do you wanna go off or no? Yeah, I just think he, you know, has the biggest opportunity to get as many touches as he can this year. I know Tyler Algier is his backup and is a really good player and, you know, had a sneaky 1,000-yard season last year somehow. But Bijan is Bijan. He's going to be a beast. He's going to get the ball a lot, you know, in the backfield, on down the field, on passes too. He's They're going to feed him that ball and really rely on him. And I, I could easily see 13, 1,400 yards from Bijan this year, 10-plus touchdowns. So I think he's probably the betting favorite, I would assume, to win. Maybe Bryce Young he's as well. But I I like Bijan to win for sure. Butsy, were you a, a did you watch a lot of Bijan in college? Yeah, I, I did. And it, it you literally like he's fucking ridiculously talented. Um he would dance through defenses. He has incredible speed, he has really good vision. I think that's actually probably his best strength besides his, you know, his athletic ability. Um, he seemed to always kind of make the right read and explode into space. And when he got into space, he was untouchable. Uh, I mean, he had so many 200 yard games last season for Texas uh, when Quinn Ewers is, was kind of developing as a QB. Um, he was good, not great. I think he'll be really good this year. It's a completely different conversation. Uh, but I think Bijan was absolutely electric in college. And I don't think there's any reason why he won't be in the NFL. Uh, I also think in a system with Desmond Ritter as their starting QB, who is has a million question marks surrounding him um, and not great weapons uh, out on the outside, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. I think they're going to be using him in every way possible, too. Like, we've seen uh, videos of him in training camp lining up at, like, receiver, like, tight end. Yeah, and, he and, runs, and like, real back. routes. It's it's wild. He's incredibly gifted route runner and, and in, uh, just an unbelievable athlete. Uh, so I just think if they can just find the way to get the ball in his hands anywhere on the field, I think he'll uh, like make something happen. And I, I think he's just the clear cut favorite. And I don't really uh, I don't know if there's a real argument, like real, real yeah. strong argument for anybody else. I'll I'll give the the one knock I would have on Bijan. And I think Anthony Richardson has an argument. I think he's going to he's in a good situation and, and he has such a good running floor and physical tools that I think he has a shot to do it. But Bijan, the one thing is Arthur Smith last year, uh, everyone drafted Kyle Pitts in fantasy and was super disappointed in his usage. And Arthur Smith came out and said, we're trying to win games. We don't care. Like, like we don't care who has the ball. And so, like, and Kyle Pitts was far and away the most talented player on that offense last year. So I do think there is a thing where we might be expecting this crazy usage and it might be like, Algier actually gets way more touches than we think, like Zwick said, who's a really good player. And so I don't know. That's the only thing. I still think it's Bijan, but there there is that slight chance that Arthur Smith is like stubborn and is like, we're not gonna make one guy a star. Do you guys have uh, dark horses? Yeah. You go yes. ahead, Zwick. I I know 
that this is a very dark horse just because I think there's going to be three rookie quarterbacks starting week one. And I know that this is quarterbacks always tend to get a nod at awards, but I think Zay Flowers has a good shot to win, you know, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, not even a good shot, but if I had to, you know, pick a dark horse, which I am doing besides, besides Bijan, I'd pick Zay Flowers. I mean, he has been electric um, in preseason and we all know how good he is in open field with the ball in his hands. And I think Baltimore is going to do that is get him the ball in space and let him go to work. And I think that's where he's at his best. And I think this Baltimore offense as a whole is going to take a big jump, um, especially with getting their new offense coordinator, Todd Munkin. So I like Zay Flowers to have a big, big rookie season for sure. Yeah. Munkin offenses tend to just chuck it around. So I, I like that pick. My dark horse is Quentin Johnston over in uh, fucking on the Chargers. So great quarterback, obviously, with Herbert. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, pretty injury-prone guys, as we talked about. So there could be weeks where those guys are out and Quentin Johnston is the number one option on a really high-flying passing offense uh, with the Chargers. So I think there's a chance. I mean, he would he would need his teammates to probably get hurt a little bit, but they're gonna they're gonna throw the ball around the yard too, just like we said with the Ravens. So, all right, let's uh, let's finish it off here, Butsy. Give us your MVP. Uh, you're muted. You got it. Sorry, sorry, guys. I, I clicked like a hundred other tabs on accident. Uh, what I was saying when I was muted was if you pick anybody else at Patrick Mahomes, I think you're, you're, you, you're absolutely clinically insane. Uh, he's the best player in the NFL. I don't think it's even close. Um, he's probably, I, I do understand that there's voter fatigue. I get it. It happens in every sport. You can give it to LeBron pretty much for the majority of his seasons in the NBA. You can give it to Jordan every year. Um, but like Patrick Mahomes is that good. Like there's we we talk about how he's the best. They have the best team in the NFL. They're probably the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Zwick had you had them one in our in your power rankings. They're clear one in pretty much every power ranking. We actually put Patrick Mahomes in his own fucking tier in the quarterback list because he's just that good. Um, so I it's Patrick Mahomes for me. I I just I don't even I I'd like to hear other arguments just you know for the sake of embracing debate. But in my opinion, it's just Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, I just, I also think voter fatigue has more of a play in this than we think. I know we saw it with kind of with Jokic and Embiid last year. I think that Jokic for sure should have won MVP last year, but that was voter fatigue came in there. So I know it's different in the NFL, but I have Joe Burrow. Um, I think that he could have a massive season. You know, he has the weapons that he has, but I certainly see the argument for Mahomes. I mean, easily best player in the league on the best team in the league. You know, what can go wrong with that? Picking MVP, he could win it every year. But I like Joe Burrow this year. I think that he's just going to have a monster season. I think we're going to see a big season from Jamar Chase. And he's finally got a really, really good, O-line and left tackle to protect him. And if Joe Burrow gets a long time in the pocket, he is going to kill you. So I like Joe Burrow this year. I like that take. I have a different guy written down here than both of you, but Butsy did something to me there with <laughs> by, <laughs> by reminding me that Patrick Mahomes literally had his own tier, which I 
created. Uh, I have Justin Herbert though. I'm I'm with Zwick on the voter fatigue. They also there. He might not have like like Mahomes might not have the crazy numbers of someone else. Like they're they're not going to be as high flying uh, as they were with Tyreek. I know obviously he won it last year, so yeah, he he could do it again. Um, I just think if you couldn't tell, I really like the Chargers this year. I think their offense is going to explode with Kellen Moore and Quentin Johnston. So I think Herbert's going to have stupid numbers and just throw for more yards and more touchdowns than everyone else. Zwick, dark horse. Trevor Lawrence. Nah, love oh, that. I love that. I said on the pod, I think a couple of weeks ago, if I had to pick anyone for MVP, it would be Trevor Lawrence. Um, there's obviously, you know, some guys like Mahomes and Burrow, Josh Allen, maybe Jalen Hurts that are probably betting favorites above him. But Trevor Lawrence is going to have a monster season. I mean, they added one of the best receivers in the in the league from two years ago. I know it was two years ago, and Calvin Ridley's had some time off, but I think he's still that guy. And Trevor Lawrence is ready to explode in the Doug Peterson offense, and he still has Christian Kirk. He still has Zay Jones, and we kind of saw Evan Ingram career resurrection last year which was very shocking to me but you know they have playmakers and travis Etienne is a really good fucking player so i think this jags offense could do damage for sure and i think trevor lawrence could easily throw for 4500 yards maybe five thousand. so i think it could be a big year that's a team too that you could look at and wouldn't be surprised if they have 12 wins at the end of the year so i I i'm completely with you there you have anything to add on lawrence butsy Nope, I absolutely love that dark horse. Dark horse. Thing. Okay, I I have a deeper dark horse with Tua Tungavailoa. I I'm not a Tua believer at all. Like I just think he's gonna get hurt. But let's just say hypothetically he plays 17 games. He was dominating last year with with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Mike McDaniel calling plays. Like they he was putting up stupid numbers. So in the event that Tua stays fully healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he has the best stats in the league and if the Dolphins are, you know, 11 wins. So I like to as a as a deep sleeper dark horse for MVP. I like it. I like it. Can I um I'm going to add something that we didn't really prepare for, but I'm I'm going to add it anyways. Uh comeback player of the year. Hmm. Oh. There's you got someone in mind? Well, <laughs> you look at DraftKings, okay? <laughs> and I know we don't, have lot, we don't have a lot of time left in this Zoom, but we're going to take a look at DraftKings. Tomorrow, Hamlet is minus 285. If he plays a single snap next season, <laughs> there isn't a shot in hell he doesn't win comeback player of the year. Let's look at the other guys behind him. The next yeah, closest second. odds are Jordan, your guy, Tua, and Russell Wilson sitting at plus 2,000. Yeah. Okay. And Lamar is sitting at plus 2,500. You want to talk about a bet that's really worth paying the juice? It has to be Demar Hamlin. And I actually don't even think that it's really even a competition. I'm Zwick, shocked. He's Zwick, is he going to start? Yeah, he should start. Actually, he might not because they signed Taylor Rapp. So he actually might not start because honestly, love DeMar Hamlin. You know, obviously super scary situation would happened to him last year, but he wasn't the best player on the Bills defense last year obviously that's, I'm not, so that's not what this fucking doing. award is about though if exactly. he touches the field <laughs> he, you're right if he touches the field but here let me pull up the bills depth chart i think uh, we don't even need to do that i mean like no well the thing is if he doesn't play significant time though butsy like he he could not win yeah it, right now he's he's back up free safety to micah hyde 
Oh, okay. So I, I mean, but he's gonna get in the game. Like he's still gonna play. He'll he'll play for sure, and I think he will end up winning it. And I he may, maybe he deserves it because you know last year was a freak incident, and you know he's so so thankful that he field, pretty much. Yeah, so so thankful that he's okay, and I think that he will most definitely win it, and he deserves it. But yeah, if maybe we should sprinkle. I'm gonna mess up. Maybe we should hammer. Money. I'm gonna hammer. I'm gonna mess minus two eighty five. I mean, what what do you think about T? Pay eighty five for a hundred. <laughs> I mean, that's actually like logically where where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> what if he gets hurt again, though? Then what? Still touch the field. <laughs> still wins. Still All the wins more reason. The All the more. All right, reason. we have three seconds before we get cut off. So, thank you for listening. We will be back soon. <laughs>